0: This is Tech News Today for Monday, July 18th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by New Tech, makers of the TriCaster, which lets us broadcast, live stream, project, and record HD videos all at the same time. To find out more, visit NewTech, N-E-W-T-E-K dot com. Welcome into our news
2: home. I'm Tom Merritt.
1: I am Sarah Lane.
2: I'm Aya Akhtar. I'm Jason Howard. You just
1: totally screwed our rhythm up. It was yeah. so weird. I was like... We're in Tai There's Chi, the, land. Please, <laughs> the Have slow a seat. mo show.
0: Mm. Let me <laughs> share some of our news with you. Uh, <laughs> Do uh, like no, a da- cup of news? Don't share too much. Okay. We, I was very excited for next Monday because it's our new studio, our first time on the new uh, Tech News Today set, but it was also going to be the first Monday that we get Darren Kitchen and Iaz on Monday Damn. at the same time. But then Darren didn't even come in this week.
2: So So next week that still will so, happen though. So that left room for Ayaz to actually be on the show on so a Monday. I, You've
3: got to be uh, extra awesome today Ayaz to make up for the lack <laughs> not, of Darren. Well, I'm
2: not even regularly awesome. So I don't know about
0: the extra part. <laughs> I don't know if you're regular or not. But you will be on the show with Darren next Monday. Next Monday.
2: Yes. Uh, okay. At Assuming our new set. I don't back out.
1: Just trying not you to You too fight or know,
2: working on Mondays. It's you know,
1: all get there in one piece. Yeah,
2: seriously. Team effort. Yeah, you know, you always tell me what to do.
1: <laughs> Stop telling me. I'm this, older than you. I
0: told you, we're a news family. This is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, HTC, as we mentioned at the end of Friday's show, thanks to Ina Fried tipping us off, lost their ruling at the International Trade Commission. Uh, and HTC Chief Financial Officer Winston Young told Dow Jones that it plans to appeal the preliminary ruling. It being HTC, not it being Mr. Young. Uh, So they are going to appeal that preliminary ruling before the final ruling, which will come from a six-judge panel. If that six-member ITC panel agrees with the judge's decision, uh, it could impose an embargo preventing the importation of HTC smartphones. Now, this happens a lot, and people freak out, like, oh, they're going to start banning HTC. Usually, it doesn't come to that. Usually, what happens is they are confident enough in their case that they win on appeal, or they do some sort of licensing term. And that's essentially what everybody's saying uh, right now now however bloomberg reports uh,
2: a little stock hit yeah the, uh, the htc stock was down nearly four percent when it closed today uh but at, back to the whole patent situation if you take a look at pc world i just put a link in the chat room they explain how this will pan out and a lot of this always ends up in that whole licensing thing so if you're afraid that htc will not be able to sell android phones that's probably not going to happen
0: yeah likeliest uh, outcome is that apple would agree to license the patents to HTC for an amount of money to be determined. The rumor is they're paying five bucks a phone to Microsoft right now. Yeah, I mean, the
1: Microsoft model is working out really well for for Microsoft, but also for HTC. I mean, their earnings are uh, on the up and up, so it's like, it doesn't really, I mean, I guess Apple could say, no, we refuse to license anything to you, HTC, because we want you ruined, but Apple could make a lot of money off of this. Also, I wonder, can the the ITC panel impose an embargo while HTC is still appealing, which they've said they will? I mean, doesn't the appeals no. process I mean that could be another year and some change, yeah. right?
0: I say no very slowly because I don't actually know, uh, uh, I think, but I, I have, have never seen an embargo come into place
1: because they have to be allowed to
2: and there have been plenty of appeals. I, appeal I think Tom's right, I think it's it's you you have to wait for the whole system to be finished before you can just start enforcing anything.
1: So even if people were going to play dirty, we'd mm-hmm. still see this dragged out drug. Dragged out? Dragged out. It Drag could be drugged out. out. Drug it. it could be drugged possibly out. I imagine <laughs> a lot of people
0: at HTC may be drugged out right now over this. <laughs> this Valium. But that's we'll not out. the They're answer, HTC. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Stay lucid.
0: The other thing to, to keep in mind is HTC just acquired S3. Now, we talked about that on Tech News Today previously. S3 holds some crucial patents. That an ITC administrative law judge had determined hmm. in an initial ruling that Apple was violating. So, HTC has some leverage here. And usually when that's the case, something gets worked out yeah i think the one thing out of all
3: this that kind of surprises me the most or maybe it maybe it shouldn't surprise me is the fact that the underlying technology that's being infringed here isn't necessarily htc's fault it's built into the android os it's what kind of turns uh things like links and phone numbers and stuff like that and from a block of text into a clickable link something that apple's had for a long time but that it's built into the android os yet it's up to the manufacturers of the devices to work around it potentially because of the result of this.
0: Well, the reason for that is people like Apple and Microsoft go after the device makers yeah. because then they can get each individual device maker to license the patents and they make money. If they go after Google, then they've got to fight Google, which is, shot. you know, as patent poor as they are, never sure. a good uh, outcome, never never, never your first fight that you want to pick. Mm-hmm. And they also only get one deal. They might get a one deal to license to Android, maybe. Uh, it would just. It's much bigger and much more complicated. I, I guess
3: it's more lucrative for yeah. Apple, obviously, to do it that way. I'm just really surprised that if this is a running thing, and Motorola gets slapped with this, and Samsung gets slapped with this, why doesn't Google kind of come to the rescue of the, the device manufacturers and makers of, of phones uh, that support their platform?
2: Well, this is just a small theory, but theoretically, Apple's probably having a lot of negotiations with Google already about something like this. Yeah. Usually when their lawsuit comes out I know nobody believes this, but it's the last thing you want to do. You want to work a deal out behind the scenes and nobody really sees Mm -hmm. a nice revenue stream with Google or a nice revenue stream with HTC or something like that. And and then you don't ever want to go into court. So there's a good chance the reason why Google's not even involved is because they are talking on the side.
0: Yeah, and and that's, that's quite possible. And also because they're so patent poor, they don't want to get into this fight either. For sure. There's probably a better chance of HTC winning than there is of Google winning, uh, even though they could drag it out and make it more po- complicated. And Paul D. in the chat room brings up a really good point. None of you think these things like this should not be patentable? That's anyway. not what we
1: said. We, we've we said that just... so many times that I think
0: we gloss over the fact that you know the patent system needs serious reform. And Google, among many others, has expressed their desire to reform the patent system, so they may be working behind the scenes to push for that as well.
2: Yeah, right now they're just playing with the rules that are there. Whether stuff needs reform is a whole other argument.
0: Also today, CNN and HLN, which uh, stands for Headline News, they changed their name to just be HLN. Kind of a KFC situation.
1: I originally was like, HLN, was that some home Home shopping network? Oh no, it's the old Headline News. It's the Home Linotype Network. It's the Nancy Grace Network.
0: It is the Nancy Grace Network. Uh, HLN is sort of the more sensationalist network. partner to cnn anyway both cnn and hln are now streaming on the web live if you are a subscriber to a television well
1: so i was excited for about 10 seconds because if you don't have a cable subscription like i no longer do this doesn't really help you it's not an alternative to cable it's just a cable everywhere type of a model
0: hey but you know what even people who do pay for cable can be pained like you are uh, because it's only for Comcast, <laughs> Dish, AT&T Uvers, Cox, Verizon, and Suddenlink. They're a smaller cable company. Those are the folks that have a deal with Time Warner. Time Warner Cable, which is a separate company from Time Warner, doesn't have a deal with Time Warner to stream CNN and HLN. So this only- also doesn't apply
1: to all the people on DirecTV. Yep, yeah,
0: DirecTV's out, CableVision's out, Charter, all of those. Uh, these are simulcasts, though, so if you do get them, you get... Everything, every show, every ad, uh, you're able to access it on your iPod, iPad. They say other mobile platforms will be coming soon. And, uh, you know, they, they threw in some extras to, to kind of flesh out the thing. So you get more than just a live stream.
2: You get like a you know, nice 16 by 9 video. Even the stream's supposed to be quite good at 6 megabits at maximum bit rate. So that's not bad considering if you compare that to a compressed cable signal. But, I mean, the, the very limited ability to access this seems like a problem to me. I mean, I mean, if you already have TV service, wouldn't you just go with the Slingbox and hook this up yourself instead of going, well, do I have Uverse or do I have Comcast and do I have to stick with a cable plan? It well, seems no, really most awesome.
0: people are even going to put that much thought on it. They're going to click on the link, mm-hmm. and if they have Comcast, they're going to log in. And then they're going to get it, and if mm-hmm. they don't, they're not going to get it, and then they're going to be upset, and they're not going to watch it. But I think I think it pretty much ends. See, one of
2: the weird things is I, I tried out the service, and I wanted to connect to this thing, and and you clicked your ISP or not ISP, your your uh, your cable provider and it's very inelegant it either sends you to Xfinity's site or sends you to Verizon's site it's not like this one form that you fill out you have to go to, through your own well it's, cable use, it's
0: using Adobe's uh, technology to verify mm-hmm. which HBO does too where it takes you to your cable provider and says log in there and that way we'll be able to validate that you're an actual subscriber to that cable system HBO Go works the same
2: way it just seemed like a very clumsy in- implementation of it it could have been done a little nicer but that's just me talking it's
0: there's
1: also oh sorry there's,
0: there's also is what I was going to say
1: what we're going say the same thing? Jinx.
0: I don't know. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say to anyone who's like, well, wait a second. I've been able to watch video on CNN before if it's breaking news or live coverage, that sort of thing. They're not just going to make that go away. Let's say you don't, you know, you're a cord cutter or, or, whatever, whatever your situation is, um, you know, the live coverage of the tsunami in Japan. I mean, I was watching CNN.com for hours at one point, um, not even watching TV at all. They're not completely going to get rid of that.
0: No, there's this that's is a, an that's, addition. That's the web, they have a web only offering that you exactly. can still it's access
1: called the CNN.com live. Service. What you won't be
0: able to get if you don't have the right cable sub- subscription is the actual television broadcast over the internet. But they also give you the ability to create personal playlists, access to short-form video clips that you wouldn't otherwise be able to access, the ability to pause, scrub, rewind, DVR type functionality, uh, and even pause and resume on another device. So if you're watching the Anderson Cooper 360 show and you pause it on your uh, laptop, you can pick it up on your iPad and finish watching it there.
1: Which is really helpful. I mean, I I do that with my Netflix subscription all the time and it does come in handy. So for for cable subscribers who are with the right cable subscriber, this is great.
0: For the right cable subscriber, yeah. it's all, all I mean, part of uh, right. it's all part of Time Warner's TV everywhere thing.
1: Unless you have Time Warner,
0: unless you have Time Warner cable, <laughs> which even though it sounds like that should work, they're a different company. Yeah. So they're like, no, we're not getting anything out of this. Why would Ti- we work with Time them? Warner cable? Doesn't do HBO Go, which is also a Time Warner Entertainment company Dope. as well. Uh, ESPN. Is a Disney company. ESPN does a similar thing, and they've got two different ones, which causes confusion. ESPN 3 is one that your ISP has to pay to access. So if your ISP is paying ESPN, then you can get the ESPN 3 stream. ESPN Watch... Is one that your cable company, your cable TV company, has to be on board for you to be able to get. So, And ESPN Watch gives you the actual TV broadcast. Yeah, I'm That's
2: with Ed it. from Canada. This is making my hair hurt.
0: Yeah, not <laughs> just his head. All right, uh, let's move to something a little easier to digest textbooks. Amazon mm, delicious. has added oh. Kindle textbook <laughs> rentals, and uh, they promise 80% savings at least or up most. to up, yeah up to Kindle Textbook Rental is the name of the program you can rent from 30 to 360 days so after the initial three day, 30 days you can extend one day at a time or more they use Whisper Sync uh, to keep notes and highlighted content in the cloud so not only can you read your textbook on multiple devices just like you can with Kindle Books but you can keep those notes and highlighted content even after your rental expires so that if you rent it again in the future say you just rent it for a day around your final all your notes And your highlights will be there again. Uh, And they're they're pushing the fact that it costs less to rent these things than it does to pay for them. Although it's still... It's not cheap. I mean, uh, like a $110 textbook, I think, still costs $30 to rent for 30 days.
2: Yeah, but the other thing is don't forget the physical savings. You're not carrying these textbooks yeah. around. Your notes are, 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 are synced in the cloud, which helps out a bit. If you want to access it later, you can. I mean, I kind of like that idea. When I was a college student, I mean, I, m- I remember carrying those textbooks, and that was not fun from one class to the next. I still and have a they were a
1: really expensive. In the shoulder. And yeah. in lo- if you're buying them brand new, they're really expensive, and you can never get what you paid mm-hmm. when you sell them back. I mean, these are just digital files that you're renting. It makes a lot more sense sense i guess <laughs> and maybe it's just because i was in college before they had things like ebooks that i could choose from the note part of it confuses me a little bit it's like if i have notes that are they correspond to page four and then all of a sudden my page four rental is over but i've still got these notes is that all gonna make sense for students yeah that, I'm sure it will i just i guess i can't visualize it
2: it doesn't make a lot of sense i know when i used to do a lot of stuff in books i would draw a lot of diagrams and things and yeah. a kindle is not exactly perfect for that which kind of I guess goes back to the whole Amazon will come out with a tablet one day. Mm. That'd make a lot of sense because when you want to draw a diagram or write a note by hand, at least that's what I used to do. It, it would be really helpful to be able to write on the screen. I, I was weird. I never, never wrote, wrote in my
0: textbooks at all. I never highlighted. Never took. I took all my notes on paper outside. So this would have worked fine for me.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You can also still buy a book. I mean, sometimes there are those you can. college books that, that you know, you, you want to keep. Yeah, the 30-day rental. rental
0: period too seems better for texts that you're not going to be using for the entire semester. Things like English textbooks or history sure. where you're reading lots of different books mm-hmm. rather than that big chemistry text that you have to use for the entire semester. On to the droid 3. The folks at iFixit, they like to tear stuff apart if you anytime a, a new device comes out iFixit goes in, tears it down and lets you know what's inside so if you're into that sort of thing you should be reading iFixit if you aren't already uh they just performed their normal teardown on the droid 3 which is the latest android darling and they found some interesting stuff first of all the display is going to be almost impossible to replace uh if you break it and it's one of the most frequently replaced parts on any phone you have to take the entire phone apart to replace the display it's like one of the last things that you take apart after taking everything else yeah exactly uh a sim card was found buried down in there that makes the phone compatible with many networks worldwide it's a vodafone sim card uh there's also a qualcomm ndm660 chip that supports hspa plus speeds up to 14.4 megabits per second now you won't be able to easily pull that sim card out but it does mean you can roam
2: Now, one of the things I was looking at the teardown, I was seeing how difficult it was to remove the screen, and I compared it to other iFixit stuff with uh, something like the iPod Touch or the iPhone. Those screens are actually glued to whatever glass is on there. At least with the Droid, while it may be difficult to remove the screen, it's not glued to that Gorilla Glass, so you can remove it. It should be a lower cost uh, expense when it comes to this, but it's like, I think, a 4.3-inch screen, so I don't know exactly one-to-one on the pricing on this, but it might be a little easier to remove and to repair compared to an iPhone. Once you get to it. Yes, once you get to it. I mean, the iPod Touch, to take it apart, they suggest using a glue gun So at least with the Droid 3 You can use uh, Screwdrivers Well you have to use The spudger The spudger And oh, what's, what's the other thing I don't know. It was a, a heat gun Excuse me For the iPod touch Because it's glued together
0: yeah, they did say there's a lot of glue uh, on there, but it's not in the same place, so that's, that's good. Uh, and finally, there's one ribbon cable that controls the earpiece speaker, the front-facing camera, the ambient light sensor, and the notification LED, which means if any one of those components fail, you've got to replace the entire ribbon for all of those, which can be a little pricey as well. Yeah, I mean, that's probably
2: meant for the whole efficiency of, of execution, but then it's going to cost you a lot of money on the back end if something one of those things breaks.
0: Yeah, but it won't break. Why would that ever happen? And you'll buy insurance anyway, right? Of course. Or just get a Everybody new phone. Everybody does that. Every, yeah, yeah, because it'll be a brand new phone. Nobody holds on to a Droid for like more than six months, right, Jason? No, because they're they're coming out with such great frequency that why would you? Yeah, exactly. You want a
3: reason to get a new one in six months.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, Jason, you and uh, Eileen and, and Ron will be talking about this on Android, all about Android later in in depth. But Android three point two came out on Friday. It looks pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, um, you know tablet. they say it's kind of an incremental upgrade, but it does a lot for smaller size. I think I think the ultimate goal is to. To improve smaller size and the varying sizes of different uh, tablets out there so that things kind of scale to fit the screen better uh, just more specifically there is an actual kind of mode that uh, mirrors ipads 2x mode that actually scales up an app that's made for a phone up to the tablet size
1: which creates many more apps that people yeah. can run on android tablets right i mean there Absolutely. are there are a bunch of ios apps that um, we talk about it on iPad today all the time. They're not really made for the iPad, but they work just fine. You know, like a Foursquare type of thing, where it's pretty much just text. You want to be able to run it on a on a tablet.
3: Totally. And I mean, right now, if you try and run a phone that isn't, does, you know, isn't optimized for the tablet specifically, you don't really know what you're going to get. Sometimes it fills up the screen a little bit. Sometimes it's just off in the corner. It's mm-hmm. very hit or miss. So this at least opens up the the app selection for the tablets beyond the couple yeah, of got hundred some that are
0: two hundred you know, right thousand. Tablet apps or our phone apps out there <laughs> that can now be tablet right. apps. something like 750 tablet apps. Right. Yeah. Uh, media files can load directly from SD cards, mm-hmm. uh, which For a, certain apps. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a nice option. Uh, so check that out. Also, uh, Android, it mentioned in a. ChangeWave Research survey. They surveyed four thousand one hundred sixty-three North American mobile phone consumers. Eighty-nine percent of the respondents were in the U.S., so this is mostly U.S. users. Eleven percent were outside, probably uh, mostly Canadian, as I'm, I'm guessing. Probably maybe some Mexican users as well. iOS users, seventy percent satisfied. Seventy percent of those uh, surveyed, actually very satisfied. So, folks as, who use as in iOS. Not
1: leaving, yeah, staying with my platform, they, love it.
0: They said very satisfied. Whereas Android, only 50% said very satisfied. Now, mm-hmm. that that's actually pretty
2: good, but it's just not as high as iOS. The interesting one was Windows. And yeah, Windows as a whole, as a, it's Windows Mobile and Windows Phone 7, was only 27%. So, that sounds pretty lousy. But, Windows Phone 7 users. Fifty-seven percent of them were very satisfied. So there's not a whole lot of people apparently more using than, that. More than Android, but yeah, and uh, Rim was all the way in the bottom. I think with twenty-six percent, uh, they twenty-six percent were very satisfied. So with the Windows Rim.
1: Mobile people aren't really satisfied at, at just fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. But if you look at Windows Phone Seven alone, it beats the Android folks.
2: That's right. I mean, it, it's, I, I mean, that's a really cool interface. And the other thing is when it comes to Windows Phone 7, I think the difference between a Windows Phone user and an Android user is I think a lot of people are actively going for the Windows Phone 7 devices versus going, what's like the iPhone? And people go, here's an Android device at the time.
1: There's also w- way fewer people using Windows Phone 7. So there are a few people who are very happy but a lot of people using Android so 50% when you think about the, just the volume of handsets that are out there and tablets too I guess um, that 50% starts looking better.
0: R.C. Dickey says including Windows Mobile is pretty harsh but remember it's a survey so if you're using <laughs> Windows Mobile you have to include it you're not like oh you're a Windows Mobile user? You don't uh, forget count. it we're going to kick you out of the survey because that's harsh you got you to ask <laughs> them they're just not very satisfied that's all. Uh, also among folks who plan to buy a smartphone in the next 90 days forty. Six percent said they plan to buy an iOS device. 32% said they plan to buy an Android device. Now, that was a rise for both of them, a small rise. But RIM got the shaft. Only 4% of those surveyed plan to get a RIM phone in the next 90 days. That is the lowest level Ever. Man, and just look, December 2009, it
3: was 18%. June 2011, 4%. Yeah, they that are such a They
0: are plummeting. Yeah. Uh, so, I well,
1: mean, they were pretty s- close
0: to that December t- 2010. They've
1: but- got, what, seven phones coming out maybe later this year? Maybe
2: they're waiting for it in the next not 90 all days. The next like, 90 not days. yet, not yet. Exactly. Not until it shows up. When the seven awesome phones show up, then we'll pay attention. <laughs> but until then ios apparently they won't be buying a, a
0: playbook wi-fi since the rumor is that rim's going to get rid of that yeah there's
2: a rumor from an analyst yeah. they were backing a report from i think it was i want to say otr and they said that uh, the wi-fi playbook may be dead pretty soon
0: finally mm-hmm. a new social network is coming like uh, you need another one yeah to socialize but this one's coming from some hackers
1: what does that mean, Tom?
0: What it means is that Anonymous was banned from Google Plus. Now that's really not that big a news. Google Plus bans anybody who doesn't use a real name, and of course no guess what? Anonymous, anonymous doesn't use real names. That's Hence true. the name. Because that's their thing. Anyway, after they got banned uh, from Google+, a website came out called AnonPlus.com that said, we've all heard the stories of activists being banned from Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and governments blocking their people from these sites as well through organized blackouts. That day has come to an end. Not only did a few people organize an Operation Ageist Google+, Plus." I think he means against. But we have started to build our own social network. Anon Plus is apparently an idea that was formed out of PressStorm, which is an investigative journalism and activism website. It may or may not really be linked to Anon. Anon is, It's hard to determine what's linked to Anon because they're such they a have loosely based group. Circles
2: or squares or how exactly are they going to organize their groups? Are they going to just have one large group and if you remove one, like three others join? Is that how they work?
1: Uh, I mean, you you look at their landing page and you read their, it's like the little manifesto and it's very dramatic. But isn't this just a social network for people who don't like the real name part of Facebook or Google Plus accounts?
2: It could be. I mean, you don't
1: have to be a hacker for this to interest you.
0: No, actually, I mean, uh, diaspora started over privacy concerns yeah. with Facebook. These are just more dramatic and and more anonymous. Are
1: are these anonymous people uh, going to yeah. be fun social network friends? That's why I hang out on social networks more one more than the others because I'm enjoying. Myself. So, what would a stream
2: look like though? Anonymous one says, anonymous two says, <laughs> just be usernames. It'd be Does just usernames? like an IRC chat room yeah, right. for okay. anonymous. How
0: how you know? Yeah. it's it's no different than that. It's just you could talk about whatever you want and.
2: Nobody would know it. you You may or
1: may not Have a lot of the same interests It seems hard
2: to be social though You're trying to find your friends You don't know their names But you're not trying To find your friends That's but the it's key. a social network <laughs> you're, you're actually
1: You're, you're finding. This, not. this is an the an
2: anti-social network No, no, no <laughs> You're
0: finding people With similar interests And desires Where and, you don't know Their true identity And you're just a message board Or, 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 or what even true. if
1: you do know it It's not the focus
0: sounds like a message board Well, a message board is one element of it, but social networks work like more than than just message boards. Okay,
1: this is going to be the best social network ever. Oh, yeah, it's going to get into it.
2: Out plus plus. Okay,
0: (laughs) darknet.org.uk noted that the official anonymous (laughs) blog and Twitter feed have not mentioned the project, so it may not actually even be officially anonymous. Although it is officially anonymous. I mean, they don't say what their name is. On to the news views. Cisco Systems has widely been expected to cut some jobs as it restructures and adapts to new market conditions. So they just announced they're getting rid of 6,500 jobs. That's 9% of their workforce. That's roughly 16 Twitters. It's around three Facebooks or a third of a Google. And hold on to your corner offices, folks. The company also says it plans to eliminate about 15% of executives at the vice president level and above. No one is safe from the Cisco scythe.
1: Wow. The Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe has issued a report speaking out against three strikes laws, internet kill switches, and censorship. The OSCE report recommends net neutrality and sees internet access as a human right, y'all. These findings come after a similar report made by the UN in June. So uh, when it comes to this, great minds think alike.
2: Belgium's back, baby. On Friday, Google kicked out a bunch of Belgian newspapers out of its search engine results after getting sued by a consortium known as CopyPressy. I don't know how to say it. CopyPress. CopyPress. Maybe. Uh, Way back in 2006, uh, Google claimed it removed the sites to avoid infringement, but the consortium claimed it was retaliation. So today, Google re-indexed the sites after CopyPress, or however you want to say this, agreed not to enforce copyright infringement fines. Go, Belgium. Frederic's Belgium. This one's going out to the Linux
0: hippies. Mono, the open-source .NET framework, often thought to be killed by Microsoft one day, has made another escape. AttachMate has agreed to a perpetual license of the Mono intellectual property to a startup called Xamarin, headed by Miguel de Icaza. Xamarin also will support existing Mono customers and will steward the open-source project. So, another daring escape.
1: Is your laptop envious of that dual-screen setup that you have on your desktop? Yeah, mine too. Maybe it's time you said hello to the G-Screen Spacebook. It's the latest stab at a dual-screen laptop, this time with two, count them, two 17.3-inch displays. So, you know, really portable and stuff. It comes <laughs> with Intel i5 or i7 and up to 8 gigabytes of RAM. The whole thing weighs 10 pounds. It costs somewhere between the range of $24 and $2,800 and is available for pre-order. So you just have to have a really strong back, like a burrow. you got
2: to put down 50% right now. And this is, right
1: and this is, uh, this is the setup For you. 17.3
2: inch screen. I mean,
1: come on. I've got one 17 inch, and all I do is complain about this. (laughs) So much better. I'm just saying.
2: Alright, Digitimes reports that Asus is shipping between 400,000 and 500,000 ePad transformers a month. The transformer is a 10-inch Android 3.1-based tablet that has a keyboard dock, transforming the device into a sort of laptop. See what it did there? The estimates (laughs) are based on sources at touchscreen display panel makers, and Asus hopes to ship between four and five million units during the second half of 2011. Dark of the moon. Four to five
0: hundred thousand, huh? More than meets the eye. It was an eventful weekend for those involved in the voicemail hacking by News of the World. The recently resigned News International Head Rebecca Brooks was arrested. Uh, she's threatening to sue for wrongful arrest. Scotland Yard's chief and one of their assistant commissioners resigned, and today it took a turn for the worse and the grizzly, as Sean Hoare, the first journalist to publicly allege Andy Coulson from the government, former News International employee, knew about voicemail hacking. Andy uh, I'm sorry, Sean Hoare was found dead today at at his home and to cap off the day anonymous hacked news corps sun website and announced rupert murdoch was killed but to clear things up murdoch is still alive as alive as he has ever been
1: are you into malware yes <clears throat> who isn't I you love guys it. are into malware Hell i'm yeah. so into it love it i guess you shouldn't use microsoft then
0: that's why i don't wait what
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Listen up, Tom. Did you hear me, Microsoft haters? According to a report by NSS Labs, IE9 provided the best socially engineered malware blocking off any stable uh, browser version. The browser blocks bad URLs using its smart screen filter. It stops evil executables using its application reputation tool. IE9 blocked the most malware. IE8 was even second. And then there's a three-way tie for everybody else. Safari 5, Chrome 10, and Firefox 4 rounded out... um, Uh, The bronze.
0: Notice that there was no mention of IE6.
2: And Opera was last place on this one.
0: So you guys stay away from Microsoft,
1: you malware lovers.
0: Yeah, if you love malware, you don't don't want to use... That's just... If you love malware, use Mm. Opera, according Mm. to the labs. Malware. Let's move on to randomizer. Randomizer. The queen, Elizabeth II... Made her first ever visit to Bletchley Park, home of UK's world famous World War II code-breaking efforts. It's where Alan Turing worked, where they broke the Enigma code. And to mark the occasion, the Queen has issued a code-cracking challenge of her own. We will be amused if you take the Agent X code book challenge. It's actually aimed at getting children interested in cryptography, so it's a great thing.
2: And then you can see the Queen hacking herself using she a, is elite. a, a She's, white-gloved approach. Oh my gosh,
0: she broke the code!
2: Uh, she even, that's a steampunk machine, by the way. This that's is not cool. A, <laughs> this is an official royal
0: cryptography challenge. So who knows? Maybe they'll do a programming challenge. A little royal C plus That's
2: possible. It's very very proper. Cheerio and pip pip and all that.
0: Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wait, right.
1: rot. Wrong country.
0: Well, they they spoke French back in the Middle Ages, but I guess oh, okay. know. well, actually, you know, let's prove right. to the calendar.
1: <laughs> the crew of the space shuttle Atlantis has packed up the vehicle's cargo bay in prep for the long journey home from the International Space Station. About 5,700 pounds of supplies. That includes faulty parts and even quite a bit of trash that's been accumulating up there that will return to Earth with the shuttle crew. IBM had its second quarter earnings call this afternoon today, and it's good news for Big Blue. Earnings were 3 dollars cents uh, three per share. That's six cents above what expectations were. And revenue oh, was blue. about $26.67. Billion compared to what analysts thought would be around 25 and some change. So, good news for IBM. Last week, Apple wrote out it, uh, rolled out its iOS 4.3.4 update, which fixed the PDF exploit that also allowed for easy jailbreaking. Well, less than 24 hours after that patch, iOS 4.3.4 was jailbreaking. Broken, rather, for every device, but the iPad 2, both Pwnage Tool and iPhone Dev Teams, Red Snow Tools, are available once again for all you jailbreak-friendly people. That eh, didn't
0: take long, did it? No, it no. Never, Never does. does.
1: Want a refurbished iPhone 3GS for the price of, like, three chai lattes?
0: Sure. Oh, I'm interested. Yes,
1: are you? Yes. Do you like it as much as malware so far? <laughs> Starting today, you can get one from AT&T for $9. Oh, $9. so it's the
0: price of two chai lattes.
1: Well, maybe if you go to fancy places for very rich people, rich royalty. Of course I do. People who talk about the Middle Ages straight a, a tech hacker. show. I'm a Maybe if, okay. Apple's earnings calls is tomorrow, uh, so we're going to hear some numbers, and then hopefully after that, we're going to get on to some good stuff, like new iPhones, new iPods, MacBook Air news, perhaps, OS X Lion. There is a rumor on Wired that uh, MacBook Airs and OS X Lion are going to arrive on Wednesday. Yeah, that
2: rumor ran last week, too, yeah. for last Wednesday. we'll,
1: we'll see. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con officially starts this Thursday. Hey, want to Yeah. Well, but we have to work.
2: Yeah, we can do the show from there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why not? Does I have to go? Forget um, it. I don't want
2: to hang out with you guys on a
0: Friday. I no, see so you don't even want to go.
1: So it's just me. Yeah. It'll just yeah. be us. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. All, All right. right. So we'll do uh, the show live from Comic Con this coming Friday. Sounds great. All right. Cool. Cool. Motorola Titanium coming to Sprint July twenty fourth. If you're like, which one is that? It's that rough and rugged military spec yeah. Eclair. What? It can be yours for yeah. It's a it's a um it's a
0: Eclair. It,
3: it's a it's pastry.
1: not throw you. Eclair.
0: It's not even No. Wow. Hmm.
1: No. But it's rugged and rough. Yeah. Military spec.
0: It's old fashioned.
1: Uh one fifty, it'll run you after a one hundred mail in rebate. those mail in rebates, they just I don't know. But it's tough. It's tough. You can Hulk it. smash, eclair. <laughs> what mm-hmm. froyo? Mm-hmm. Ah!
0: <laughs> on to the voicemails. <laughs> we got uh, a voicemail here to help us with the pronunciation of the alleged social network that Microsoft seemed like maybe they were developing that we talked about on Friday.
2: Hey, this is Ken from Seattle, and I'm sure you've gotten a bunch of phone calls about the uh, Microsoft program that's called To LayLip. It's an Indian reservation that's up north, western corner of uh, Washington here by Marysville. So, Tulalip is the way it's pronounced.
0: Tulalip.
1: Anyway, love Tulelup. the show, guys.
0: Tulalip. Thanks, sounds Ken. sounds like dancing. No.
1: How, how did we say it?
2: Tulalip. Oh, I. We just went. Uh-huh. How did we Start to the T. Yeah. Tulalip. Like so, that's a nice, my apologies. That's a nice word. To and it's not a made up word at all.
0: The folks in the Seattle area. On to the emails. TNT at twit.tv. Drew in Summit, New Jersey says, I've been following all these stories about people who've been cut off by Comcast for going over their bandwidth caps. There's more than just the guy we talked about, apparently. Uh, the common factor in a lot of these situations is people using carbonite to back up their files, and the carbonite uploads are sending people over their caps. It's interesting to note comcast offers a backup service that seems to compete with carbonite for a hundred dollars a year comcast customers can back up to 200 gigabytes of data to their service i couldn't find anything online about how this works with comcast bandwidth caps do they exempt their own backup service from the caps or do their customers who use this service hit the caps and get cut off personally i think that both of these options sound shady and possibly illegal what do you guys think
2: I guess it really depends on how Comcast acts. I mean, if maybe if you use Comcast's Xfinity FanCast service, does it count against your your cap or not? That that same kind of thing. So I mean, we have well, to find not out.
0: if it doesn't count against your cap. I mean, if then, it does count against your cap, that's fair. Then they're only guilty of not warning you, right? You know, which is not illegal or even shady. It's just kind of. Not great. But they're they're saying you know to, to, to warn you about it. If it doesn't count against your cap, though, that that could be just as bad as what Shaw was thought to have been doing with their
2: TV service. I mean, we'd have to look into it. Yeah, and we have an email from Ed the Engineer. Dear, dear TNT crew, as an engineer, this talk of bandwidth caps has always annoyed me because it makes no sense. It is. It is as if a road has a problem with cars exceeding the speed limit. So to deal with this problem, they limited cars to driving on the road no more than five miles per month. Bandwidth is equivalent to miles per hour, gigabytes to miles. If bandwidth were truly the issue, they need only throttle the bandwidth based on the number of users, not the number of gigabytes per user. These caps are simply a money grab, i.e. turning the Internet into a toll road
0: i i i think the road metaphor is probably one of the the most workable metaphors for this type of stuff because it it does work in the gigabytes gigabits per second miles per hour sort of situation and the fact that yeah we don't limit people the number of miles they can drive a month to ease congestion we add capacity we add more roads or Mm -hmm. or we do put in some tolls uh you know we also don't charge people to go faster on the roads we just put in speed limits so we kind of charge them faster when they go over <laughs> and sort of they like a go over of
2: their cap, cap. yeah
0: <laughs> they go over their speed cap they get charged They're they may get caught uh but it also works the other way i mean it, it does work in the advantage of the people who are saying hey you know it, it is right to put in these caps because they need to charge more because it is costly to add more highways to ease congestion the way it's costly uh, to add more capacity although it's not as costly as maybe they want you to think that's my point uh and would you do the honors of reading our final email from Sabriel?
1: Sure. Uh Sabriel uh had had a little issue uh with Friday's show i was not here that's probably apparently there was a little bit of a squabble that happened you know sometimes when there's not a female on the show there's you know just a lot of testosterone and people get weird so sorry guys sorry i wasn't on the show to keep everybody in line sabriel says why i agree with both tom and ayaz regarding the story about the tsa it was an important topic versus validity on a tech show the exchange was very uncomfortable to watch i request trying to discuss that among yourselves off the air when possible well, now here. What happened?
0: Here's what happened. Uh, I, I as disagreed with including the TSA story in the lineup because he didn't think it was a tech story, and which is perfectly valid mm-hmm. point of view. And I, I did, and we were talking about it in our pre-show. And I said, well, let, let's talk about that on the air. Let's talk, you know, let's 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 yeah. bring that up. And so <laughs> I was, the I didn't give any guidance about how to bring it up and I was expecting him to bring it up after we had talked about the story. So normally what we
2: do in pre-show, you brought it up right in away. pre-show, we normally, we've both read the discu- the actual story and if I disagree, I'll just tell him, all right, I'll tell Tom, hey, look, I don't like the story and that's what happens. Now, there's no way I would do this on the show Without talking about it first, yeah. why would I go crazy on Friday? Just on Friday. So it, uh, it was a liquid Friday. I right. know it was liquid Friday. But we, we had been won. drinking. Yeah, punches you know. were thrown. I, I feel like
1: Friday would be a day to go crazy.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, no, it's just but our disagreements. They they they, they it exist rubbed a lot of people and, the, and the wrong way. So let
0: me just say that you know some people agree with Ayaz and said that story doesn't belong mm-hmm. in the show. I personally think it still does because it's of interest to technology uh, fans, and we can agree to disagree on that. But. Next time we, we want to talk about that thing, I, I think we've, we've learned how to present yeah, it we'll, in a we'll, way that, that doesn't a, piss people
2: it'll off. It'll be presented slightly differently, but I, I don't expect me to agree with everything.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely not. I, I'm, and I'm fine with that. So, you know, I as an I, we don't hate any, each other any, any more than we ever have. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. the the, they're I'm bros. They're bros.
1: Warm and fuzzy. I feel it. It's kind of <laughs> like our relationship with
0: the TriCaster. You know,
1: we we love it when it works. We are getting
0: the new TriCaster and we are going to be in love with it. We're using a new TriCaster system at the new studio. We get to start using it on TNT this coming Monday, a week from today. Uh, TriCaster 850 is like having your own giant television truck right in your hands. It's no bigger than a big bread box, or you know, maybe more your arms. It maybe it's a arms. little heavy to, if you're just holding your hands. Yeah. arms. Yeah, uh, we can use it for desktop, portable production. We can take our show on the road like we did at CES. Tricaster lets us broadcast, live stream, project, and record HD video all at the same time. Uh, and we thank them for their support of the entire Twit Network with which we could not stream without which we could not stream is what I meant to say. Anyway, you can find out more about TriCaster if you're interested in using it in your ventures at newtech.com. That's N-E-W-T-E-K kcom Thanks to our Redditors for their submissions. Uh, always helpful in determining the lineup. Uh, thanks to Cotty Mew, Kunga, PsySpud, PCGuy8088, Jacob Miller, Captain Kipper, and more. Se- Tech TechNewsToday's subreddit can be found at technewstoday.reddit.com. And Bricks... Uh, studio's opening uh, on Sunday. This is. It's so uncomfortably like close. Might want to get your brick. Order <laughs> in, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Bricks.twit.tv is the place you can buy a brick, put your message, your name, even your face on a brick. You have that opportunity. And you can wow. put your face on a brick? Yeah. If you pick if you the logo a logo one. Yeah. yeah, the 8x8 brick allows you to do a custom logo. Oh, okay, the so logo it's not be, could like be like your Han face.
1: Solo right. within oh, the. Uh, only a very creative that, person
0: will come I up with that. That's just. It could be the impression of your face, because they cut into the brick. They don't build out from it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: Yeah, so it could be like the reverse carbonite. Go nuts.
1: It's your last week.
0: Yeah, check it out. Ricks.twit.tv. Thank you for your support. And thanks to everybody for watching. You can find us on the web at twit.tv slash TNT. Email us, TNT at twit.tv. Let us know what you think about the stuff we're talking about. And you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and tell us how to pronounce Tulayla. 260 TNT Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow.